Thank you for joining me on the Wounded Under Shepherds podcast. This is Dr. Bill Scott, your host. If you're listening for the first time, may I encourage you to listen to the initial podcast. It will help you to understand more fully the purpose of this podcast. Wounded Under Shepherds uh, is a podcast dedicated to God's men who have answered God's call to serve His people and find themselves wounded deeply. Many emotions uh, you may have experienced, everything from anger, disillusionment, depression, and disgust, to name only a few of those emotions. My home pastor and mentor uh, many years ago told me that to be a pastor, one has to have skin as thick as an elephant. At that time, I had no idea what he meant. I was a young, naive preacher boy in love with Jesus and All I wanted to do was uh, glorify the Lord uh, and uh, honor Him through the preaching of His Word. Over the years, however, I come to understand what my pastor meant. So, my pastor was simply trying to tell me that pastoring is difficult, it's challenging, and at times can be very painful. As has been said, if you can do anything else, do so. If you can't find peace outside the pastoral ministry, then that's a good indication that uh, that is where you need to be. That's where God has called you to. The Apostle Paul, he admonished uh, his young protege, Timothy, to endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ in 2 Timothy 2.3. And as always, this podcast, the foundational scripture is Hebrews 6.10. There the scripture speaks about God is faithful, and God remembers uh, all that uh, has been done uh, for the saints, and God will reward us uh, in His perfect timing. Preaching the gospel has always been expensive. In Paul's day, uh, and young Timothy, uh, they would pay a high price. Ultimately, Paul paid with his life, as did many of the uh, original apostles. All of the original apostles died uh, a gruesome death in one form or another, except for the apostle John. And uh, although John was not uh, martyred, he was uh, persecuted greatly, uh, mistreated terribly, uh, put on an island, uh, Patmos, uh, and there uh, left to die. But God had a purpose for John, and that's the only apostle that did not die a martyr's death. So proclaiming God's uh, message of salvation has always been expensive. As I said, in Paul and Timothy's day, it was persecution from unbelievers and the early uh, church uh, that uh, was founded after Pentecost uh, as the church spread. At first, uh, of course, God was establishing the church through miracles and and so on and so forth. Uh, But as the years uh, went on uh, and time passed, the church began to experience uh, persecution and and so on and so forth. At first, it was largely at the hands of the uh, of the Jewish uh, leaders uh, who rejected Jesus, uh, but eventually it it became uh, persecuted uh, by the uh, unbelievers of the day. Uh, 
Nero and uh, other uh, Caesars along the way became great persecutors of the Christians. Many Christians died at the hands uh, of, uh, of lions uh, and all other sorts of uh, ways of being put to death. All Those were expensive ways of proclaiming the gospel. You and I are far removed from those days, thankfully. Thankfully, no one's being um, speared to death or put on a pole and burned at night as a torch, as Nero had done, if I remember correctly. Uh, We aren't uh, being uh, killed by being thrown to the lions uh, as spectator sport in a coliseum somewhere. But We live uh, in a Western culture where while the physical persecution uh, is nothing uh, of that magnitude, there is persecution. But surprisingly, um, the persecution doesn't come from without for the most part, although that does appear to perhaps be ramping up as our American uh, culture is removed farther and farther from the Christian Judeo values on which this nation was founded. Uh, But at this point still, for the most part, uh, Christians aren't uh, herded up uh, or uh, gathered up and and herded into uh, prison cells and, and tortured to death or so on and so forth. What is surprising uh, to those men of God, often especially the young pastors, who this perhaps is their first pastorate, what they will find uh, surprising is that they will be attacked, not physically, uh, although in remote situations that may occur, uh, they will be attacked verbally, Uh, They will be maligned. Uh, They may have their character assassinated. They may uh, even have someone falsely accuse them. Uh, So they'll be uh, paying a price uh, within the church. Now, this indeed is sad, and it is certainly not of God. Uh, And again, uh, I'm not here to bash the church because Jesus died for the church, all true believers. But inside our Western culture in America, in the church, pastors are subjected to great stress and often unrealistic expectations. Now, I've pastored uh, more than 30 years. Uh, I'm 65 years old. Uh, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, nor am I as naive as I used to be. So, uh, sad to say that young pastors uh, are going to be in for a rude awakening if indeed they remain faithful to the gospel of Jesus Christ. If they uphold the standards of God, not in a self-righteous, iron-fisted, controlling, dictatorial manner, but just be faithful to the word of God, they're going to run into resistance, yes, even in the church. So, uh, Satan is alive and well, and uh, just because we don't live in ancient Rome doesn't mean that uh, he has ceased his attack upon those who proclaim the gospel. So, few pastors, uh, if any, uh, have to worry about being threatened with physical harm. 
But American pastors are subjected to a culture of personal preference that has infiltrated the church, the body of Christ. Let me repeat that again. Pastors today, in American culture at least, and and other Western cultures, are subjected to a culture of personal preference. So, sad to say, too often, personal preference takes precedent over the principles of God. And there are certain hills on which to die for. When one has to choose to honor the Word of God or uh, capitulate to please the people in order to maintain their pastoral ministry at a church, uh, as hard as it is to refuse to capitulate, it is more important that a man of God stand on the Word of God, again, not in a self-righteous, dictatorial sense, but to remain faithful to the Word of God and the principles of God. So, it's important that young pastors understand that while they don't probably ever have to worry about being physically harmed for preaching the good news of Jesus Christ and teaching the Word of God faithfully, uh, they are going to run into resistance because Satan is still alive and well, and uh, he uh, does all he can to tear up the church uh, body. American pastors need to count the cost of being faithful to the principles and precepts of God's Word. There is a price to pay, because while American pastors, uh, as I've already said, don't have to worry about being physically harmed, at least for the most part, from the outside world, the enemy has infiltrated the church. The temptation to compromise is very real. I've been there. I've done that. When you are pastoring a church full-time, and that's your livelihood, and uh, you don't want to uh, endanger your livelihood, believe me, the pressure is enormous. The temptation is great to sort of look the other way. And I'm not talking about little minor petty things. I'm talking about when it comes to biblical principles and the teachings of God's Word. Uh, We have to choose whether we are going to stand firm in the truths and principles of God's Word, again, not in a self-righteous way, or to capitulate to the crowd and uh, have no self-respect and also perhaps bring God's displeasure upon us because of our unfaithfulness to His principles. So, If you find yourself in that situation, believe me, I can relate, and my heart goes out to you, but it is a very real and present danger that any God-honoring pastor is going to encounter. And it comes through uh, committees, it comes through perhaps the deacon body, it comes through perhaps a powerful member in the church who is wealthy or has great influence in the church life. And if you dare buck any of those, uh, you are going to pay a price, I promise you. Now, I'm not saying this to be ugly. I'm not saying it to be unkind. I'm just speaking factually. 
you and I have to choose whether or not we are going to remain faithful to the principles of God and His Word, again, not in a self-righteous way, but when God's Word is very clear and you and I uh, are put in a position where we have to take sides on an issue, uh, we best take the side of God rather than the side of men. And there's many examples I could give of this, uh, especially in our current milieu of uh, sexualization. Uh, You know, God clearly spells out that marriage is between one man and one woman. God hasn't changed his mind. Now, we need to love people. We need to love people where they are. We don't need to bludgeon people to death. But when we get put in a corner of condoning what God clearly condemns, we have to make a choice whether we're going to stand on the principles of God's Word or whether we're going to capitulate and do what pleases the crowd, even though we know what doing pleases pleasing the crowd uh, dishonors God and His Word. So there is a price to pay my pastor friend, uh, and you need to count the cost. Uh, When I began as a young preacher boy, God called me to preach when I was 17 years old. I was just in love with Jesus, and I, I was on fire for the Lord, and I just wanted to do whatever God wanted me to do. I, I had no idea at the age of 17 when I surrendered to the call to preach the gospel what I was getting into. How could I have known at 17 years old? It takes years of experience for you to learn some things. But in hindsight, there are certainly times in my humanness, in my uh, weakness, uh, that I had I known what was involved in preaching uh, and pastoring a church, I would have told God, no, thank you. But brothers, uh, if God has called you, you've got a choice to make. You need to understand, and I don't mean to insult your intelligence. I certainly don't mean it that way. But there is a price to pay. You're going to pay a price. Now, if you are blessed to pastor 30 or 40 years at one church and you never have to wrestle with any of these alligators, well, give glory to God but I can assure you that you're going to be in the in a rare, small percentage of pastors. Many pastors uh, are, face this dilemma of what hill to die on. Do I buck those who are clearly doing things that are against the Word of God, or do I just cowtail and, uh, and just be quiet and don't make any waves and just so I can hold on to my paycheck. Uh, That may sound crass and I truly don't mean it that way, but that's just the harsh reality. That's the bottom line. That's why we are so tempted to compromise because after all, the church, if we are a full-time pastor, that is our livelihood. Who wants to endanger their livelihood? Who wants to take the risk of losing their livelihood, especially if they have a family to provide for. Well, brother, I've been there, I've done that, and uh, more than once. And this is not about being self-righteous. It's not that at all. It's about 
understanding that there is a price to pay if you and I are to remain faithful to the Word of God and to the principles of God. Uh, For pastors who stand firm on God's Word and and resist the unbelievable pressure to compromise, uh, you will often find yourself paying a high price. And yes, that includes up to and including forced termination. No institution of higher theological learning is going to talk about these issues. In one sense, it's not their place to, in one sense, because after all, the institution is there to provide theological education. However, I truly believe it is my personal conviction that theological institutions such as Bible colleges, seminaries, and so forth, they do a great injustice to those going in the pastoral ministry by not at least acknowledging these kind, that there are problems in the church in detail. Uh, I think uh, pastors would be uh, better equipped if at least there was a genuine acknowledgement and maybe even a class offered uh, to those pastoral students, uh, making them aware that there are obstacles and there's challenges they're going to face. So again, we need to understand that there will be a price to pay. And as I share these things, it's certainly not my desire to sound like sour grapes. It's important, though, to be aware that there is a cost involved. Neither is it my intention to create anxiety for you. Uh, At the end of the day, God's grace is sufficient. God is calling men to preach His Word. Uh, There are many precious saints in the church who need to be fed and who will welcome God's truth and who desire to be fed the Word of God. They desire to know what thus saith the Lord. It's always just that small percentage that Satan uses to hinder the work of God. Be faithful, brother, and if you find yourself uh, to be made to suffer for the gospel's sake, just remember, God keeps a perfect record. Vengeance belongs to God. Be be faithful, and God will make a way. He will provide a way for you and your family. I didn't say it was going to be instant, and I didn't say it's all going to be easy. But if you have been faithful, God will honor His word. God will honor His promise to remember one's faithfulness in their ministry to the saints, according to Hebrews 6.10. So, It's important for us, as Paul admonished Timothy to endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, may I encourage you, dear brother, if you find yourself in this situation, or if you've been there and you understand uh, more fully where I'm coming from, you have found God to be faithful, 
And if you find yourself in that position now of having been put out of the church God had called you to simply because you refused to compromise His word or His principles, uh, just remember God keeps a record. And God will make a way for His servants. There's some things I would mention to you to be aware of. Beware of self-righteousness. We need to walk humbly with the Lord. Now believe me, I know from experience on more than one occasion, when you're going through the raw emotion of betrayal and backstabbing and injustice and all the things, if if you have been done wrong, if you have been mistreated, uh, if you've been connived against, you're a human being after all, brother. You do have emotions. Don't try to stifle those emotions. Allow those emotions to come out and pour them out to God. Just be honest with God about what you're experiencing. But don't stay there. Deal with the hurt. Deal honestly with the hurt. Uh, Yell and scream and holler all you need to. God is there. God understands, but beware of becoming self-righteous and wanting to call down the fire of heaven upon those who hurt you. Believe me, in our humanness, that's a very common uh, feeling. Beware of bitterness and its paralyzing effects. I've dealt with the issue of bitterness in several podcasts back, and I would encourage you to go back and listen to that particular podcast. So beware of bitterness and its paralyzing effects. Beware of the fiery darts of self-reclamation, that is, blaming yourself. If you've been faithful to preach God's word, you've loved God's people, you've not been a bully, you've not been an iron-fisted dictator, but you have been faithful, there's no, no moral failure on your part, and so on and so forth. You've been faithful to love God's people and preach God's word, and you get kicked to the curb, brother, listen, God already knows all about it. He understands your hurt, and He loves you where you are, and He will carry you through, but you've got to take it to Him, and you've got to keep taking it to Him, because if you don't, it is so easy to become bitter, and bitterness paralyzes us. It it thwarts our spiritual health. Beware of the fiery darts of self-reclamation, that is, blaming yourself. Beware of the fiery darts of self-castigation. Now, what's the difference between that and self-reclamation? Well, there is a difference, and the difference basically is this. Self-castigation is where you do more than blame yourself. You put yourself down. You attack your own worth. In fact, you allow the enemy to attack your worth. I'm no good. I'm worthless. I'm a failure. I'm, I'm this, all in a negative uh, term. Those are not from God. They may come from raw emotions, but they are not from God. So don't allow the enemy to trap you uh, in one of those situations where his fiery darts of blaming not only blaming yourself, but then putting yourself down, kicking yourself, uh, you know. So if you've been faithful, although it does sting deeply to be betrayed, 
to be treated with contempt or even with malice, count it an honor to suffer for Christ. Again, beware of self-righteousness. If you are suffering at the hands of church members or if you have suffered at the hands of church members, uh, up to and including even even physical uh, harm for the gospel's sake, God knows He will reward your faithfulness in His time. If you're willing, I would be honored to pray for you. Send me an email with your request. Share anything you want to share, and I can promise you faithfully that anything you choose to share will never be uh, go any farther than the email you sent me and my lifting you up in prayer to, the, to our Father. Anything you choose to share will be held in the strictest of confidence. And here's how you can reach me. Send, send me an email at sonoflight, that's S-O-N, sonoflight, at outlook.com. So dear brother, wherever you are, may God strengthen you and infuse you with comfort and courage through the Holy Spirit. Allow me to pray for you. Holy Father God, you who call your servants, you call your men, and Lord, we are all imperfect. Father, and despite our imperfections, despite our flaws, God, you look upon the heart and you see men who desire to honor you, imperfect as we are. And Lord, sometimes serving you, as you already know, has a high price. It cost your son his life. And Lord, while few of us, in America at least, uh, and the Western world, will perhaps never have to be concerned about physically losing our life for the gospel's sake, albeit there may be some, Lord, we are wounded deeply by those who are supposed to be your people, those whom you've called us to serve, those whom you've called us to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and the whole counsel of your word. So I pray, Father, for that brother who may be listening today, who finds himself in the pit of despair, a pit of discouragement, a pit of self-reclamation, a pit of of, uh, self-castigation, Father God, would you just touch that brother and remind him, Father, that if he has been faithful, he's not responsible for the mistreatment he's experiencing or has experienced, but rather, God, you keep a perfect record, and Lord, you will reward his faithfulness, and you will take your revenge, Lord, in your perfect time and in your perfect way to those who do not repent. So, Father God, I just pray for my brother, Lord, whoever he may be today, who needs a word of encouragement, who needs a word of uh, purpose. Remind him, Lord, of that call that you put upon his life. And, Father God, that you have not, you've not ended that call just because someone has mistreated him in, in a very bad way. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. May God bless you richly, my brother.